Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Um, is mom gonna be able to hear this? Like, okay, yeah, okay. My name is Naomi, Naomi Rogers. Uh, so basically, I was supposed to be in maths, and then I come out and I see Trinity, and she was like, oh, do you want to go out for lunch? And I was like, what? Swear down. <laughs> what, me? Because basically, Trinity doesn't speak to me, and it, like, she never really had a proper conversation with me. So obviously, I was like, yeah, because she's the prettiest girl in school. And then it's like, Coral and Alexa. Okay, yeah, sorry. So anyway, uh, Trinity asked me if I wanted to go, and I was like, yeah, boom. And we were supposed to be back before lunch, but even if we were, like, five minutes late, it wouldn't really matter, because we had Mr. Book, and he don't care. Like, he's literally... He's going through divorce or something because his shirt's is proper creased. Like, his breath is always smelling like some kind of alcohol. I do feel sorry for him, though. Like, I feel like he needs to go counselling or something, but it's not really my place to say, do you know what I mean? But anyway, my point is, we could have been late back, isn't it? Um, well, I met Trinity and the other girls uh, in the toilets at lunch and they came out like, are you ready? And I was thinking, is this really happening? Like, am I actually doing this? Yes, yes, I'm ready. Obviously, I had no idea what was going to happen. I'm Jacko. And before we get this thing popping, I just want to make it clear that I don't trust you. I don't trust any mainstream media for that matter. But the online theories are getting more Alice in Wonderland by the day. So I figured that out of all of the snakes, you're the least snaky. Listen, okay? I'm just here to tell the truth. Eh, I was not supposed to be at the supermarket. They're the ones who said 12.30, that we should all meet at 12.30. It was Pastor Richard himself who said, don't be late. Lateness is an abomination to God. And where was he? Late. I arrived on time. I would have been early if not for this silly girl that got on the bus and started making a, a nuisance of herself. She didn't have any money. So, of course, of course, he wasn't going to let her on. What did, what did she expect? She thought she would just be looking there and smiling and being pretty. It's not going to work. Life is not that easy. But these young people, they don't understand anything. So, uh, every Friday afternoon, I meet with some of the members of the church. We go out on the streets. We speak to people. We give them the word of God, the truth. I checked my group chats and uh, everybody was saying they're late. This one is late here. This one is in traffic here. This one is doing this. How can I start without them? I could not start on my own. That's why I was there. I was, I was inside to wait. I'm a games designer. I make first-person shoot-em-ups, ones with loads of blood and loads of bullets, you know, like Doom or Halo, them ones. The day it all went down, I was locked into some serious coding, nine hours straight working on my next game. I don't know if I'm obliged to release that sort of information currently on air because, you know, it's classified. You know, by the time this comes out, it'll probably be like open out and the streets in the shop for you to get anyways. Listen, it's called Kill Shot. That branch of Wilson's is only five minutes from the flat, so I popped out to grab a quick munch. I didn't want to break up my flow too much, you see, because when you do that, it starts to get problematic. Now, that Wilson's, it used to be a Roxy cinema before the corpus killed off all the local cinemas. OK, stay with me because I'm about to get into the juice of the situation. I knew exactly what I wanted. Wilson's do these banging little gelatine-free Harry Potter knockoffs in the world, food out, and before you say anything, no, I'm not one of those trend vegans. I've been on this vegan thing for a minute. And when I got to the shelf, I clocked that they had one tub left, and I thought, Jacko one, universe nothing. The universe equalised about five seconds later, though, and I'm not joking, all right? This 
big frowny looking older woman comes out of nowhere and proper supermarket sweeps them out of my hand. I was like, excuse me, darling, do you mind removing your hand off of my confectionery and backing up out of my face? And then... Penny, Penny Appleby. Hi, um, I always said my sweet tooth would finish me off. Uh, I'm not one of those lycra mums, you know, with the, the leggings and the, um, and the legs and the forever out for a run or, or whatever. Anyway, um, I, I look after myself, but uh, I like a packet of sweets or a chocolate bar. Feels like you're treating yourself, doesn't it? I was um, just driving back to Brighton and uh, I saw the parking space right outside and I just ran in to grab something <clears throat> and um, I was hovering, you know, by the sweets bit. Uh, I think my phone rang, my husband probably checking in with something about the kids. So uh, I was just about to pick up, you know, find out what the emergency was when the guy at the end of the aisle pulled out a gun. was running shouting go 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 he's got to go he's got to go i knew my father in heaven would not allow me to die in a wilson supermarket ah <laughs> but i also knew that god helps those who help themselves so me i just quickly carried my legs and i started running quick 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 i thought some guys was getting into a fight or something but then i looked around and i saw this guy like in a spider-man mask he's using some voice thing like some i don't know voice changer and i was thinking this must be some kind of tiktok prank or something but i didn't see any cameras so me i just got out my own phone and started filming because I was like, this is definitely going to go viral. And I think about it. How many times have you seen a gun in a supermarket? One that didn't have Fisher Price written on it? Well, it doesn't, it doesn't seem real. To be honest, when it's happening, it's like um, suddenly he's waving this thing about and I thought it was a phone to start with. And then he starts shouting, everyone on the floor, get on the floor, you. And you can hardly hear what he's saying because his voice is all distorted. I mean, <clears throat> it was kind of like a robot and it's as if a machine's ordering you about somehow. Is that worse than a person or less bad? I don't, I don't know, really. Anyway, in this case, the machine had a gun in my face so that, you know, that was... Then someone started screaming and the man, Spider-Man, I mean, that wasn't his actual, but that's how we were thinking of him. He was waving this gun about and kind of sort of striding up, I wouldn't say running, but definitely striding up and down the aisles, getting everyone to lie on the floor. Now this guy, this guy, this flipping skinny guy had a Spider-Man mask on, one of them voice distorters and was raving around a 9mm pistol and this apparently was the real world. No, I'll be honest with you, all right? I, I thought the whole thing was pretty live. I mean, look, life's pretty boring for the most part, isn't it? And this was looking like it was going to be, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, so um, I got on the floor and put my AirPods in. My uncle got me them two years ago for Christmas. I used them to calm myself down. Because you know they got noise cancellation, so you can't hear nothing when you have them in. I just started singing along to um, Meg Thee Stallion. Do you know her? Do you know Meg Thee Stallion? I'm a savage. Yeah. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Yeah, like sassy, weavy, ratchet. <laughs> Acting, sweet, it's actually a TikTok dance, but anyway. 
And I felt someone holding my hand. I was like, what? I looked and it was Kemi, um, Auntie Kemi. And she was bare squeezing my hand. I was thinking, why is this woman squeezing my hand? Because obviously at the time I didn't know her name was Auntie Kemi, in there, But she's just like the tambourine lady. But I just allowed her because she must have been proper scared. Like, she looked like she was a bit shook. She probably could hear my music and maybe that was calming her down as well. Yes, it's true. I stopped running. I reached the exit and then I, I cannot even explain it. I felt it in my spirit that maybe I was supposed to be there. A divine appointment. So I turned back. And then I saw him standing by the manager behind the counter. He was just waving his gum. He was so skinny. He looked like one of my son's friends that they play football with. I thought, I'm going to go and speak sense into him. I'm going to go and let him know that what he's doing is, is, is a mistake. And this is not what God had planned for his future. But um, I just couldn't. And anyway, would he even listen to me? Shabi, they call me the tambourine lady. Nobody takes me seriously. He started yelling, on the floor, on the floor. Me, I lied down and I prayed. And you know what? I could not even believe it. As I was praying there, Naomi, that schoolgirl, she was praying too. In fact, she was even speaking in tongues. Now, wow. Me and Naomi, we held our hands and we started praying together. Actually, it was a pretty clean floor. But when you're lying on it... I remember looking under the shelves and thinking, hmm, they've not had a mop under here because someone spilled a jar of coffee or whatever and there was a little pile of it under the... Anyway, the Spider-Man guy was yelling by this point, but still all distorted, and I was lying there and I could hear music, kind of headphone music, you know, ting, 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 like you hear on a bus. And the woman next to me was muttering, and I kept thinking, shut up, don't draw attention to yourself. Because you don't know what he'll, he might do anything. And then I heard someone crying. I could hear this crying, like terrified, sobbing. And I realised it was me. Yeah. I'd never seen a gun before, and you're just thinking if that gun goes off, I mean, someone could literally die. And why did I even think about getting Skittles or Rolos if... Rolos even still exist. And why didn't I put a ticket on the car? Because it had just topped the day off, to be honest, to be held up in an armed siege in a supermarket and then shot at and then get a parking ticket. So I was thinking all that and I was crying the whole time. I was shaking. And this woman, the muttering woman, she shouted at me. <sighs> Turned out her name was Kemi. I heard another woman crying. I wanted to encourage her. I said, I command you, be strong. Be of good courage. Be not afraid nor dismayed. That is from the book Joshua chapter 1. The crying woman did not stop. Then the mask on man started telling the manager to release more money. Oh, that poor manager. He opened the machine and there was small, small cash, maybe £200. That is all. Is that worth going to jail for? His hands were shaking. That gone man. He was becoming angry. He was shouting because there wasn't much cash in the till and I was thinking, you know, we're at Wilson's, like, this is a bit embarrassing, like, you're not embarrassed, do you know what I mean? I didn't say that out loud, I was just thinking it still. I think time slowed down and then there's a kerfuffle of some kind, like a struggle, and someone's, someone starts saying, no need to panic. And it turns out it's the manager, well, great, great, there's someone suddenly in charge and you're thinking well presumably he'll get it sorted out 
and he's looking in the tills. The manager is opening them up and giving this guy whatever's inside. But the next thing you know, um, the Spider-Man guy is grabbing the manager and he's got them... He's got him by the shoulders of his suit jacket and he's he's holding the gun to his head. The manager's doing his best to keep calm, but he's crying. And, yeah, it's like kind of pleading. Like there's a kind of noise that comes out of him and you hardly knew a person made that kind of noise. And all the time there's this distorted voice coming out of the Spider-Man mask, getting more and more frenzied, and he keeps saying stuff about justice for people, what I'm owed, and, um, you know, you'll get what's coming, but there's, there's clearly no kind of plan. They're obviously both panicking. I've seen too many Netflix documentaries, man. I knew how this was supposed to play out. Guy with a gun gives it the big gun, we all lay down, the till gets emptied out, then boom, he's gone before he's ever really there. But there was a snag... There was no money in the till. I mean, there was some money, but I could tell it wasn't enough to justify the mask and the gun. I felt bad for the manager. I think he was trying to explain how a store in such a big supermarket chain was holding no money in the middle of the day. Actually, Naomi was closest to them, and she told me later that the manager said the money had already been collected. Now, imagine being the guy to tell him that when he's got a gun pointed at your mallet. The guy was shaking and sweating. Now, Spidey got bad intel. He went... Ballistic, he just started knocking things off the shelves, smashing the self-service screens with the butt of his gun. I could tell we were all starting to think the worst. And then suddenly this kind of metallic noise, it was deafening, kept on for about 30 seconds, and then it went dark. You were trapped. I had to pray all. I prayed harder and faster until there was complete silence. The shop shutters come crashing down all around us and suddenly it got real. Not computer game real, but like real world real. Can I have something to drink before we start? Got any whiskey? Single. My name's Sergeant Margaret Lamar. I served three tours in Iraq between 2003 and 2005 as a tank commander of a platoon. A normal day in the field would consist of being cramped into a metal box, 40 plus degrees in temperature, in the company of three grown men. It was a true test of your metal, but it was precisely what we signed up for. I'll tell you what I didn't sign up for. Being held hostage in my local supermarket. It was my son, Ryan's birthday. He was turning 14, so I asked him what he wanted for a home-cut meal. He said Doritos... I took that as a Mexican. Within two minutes flat, I had everything on my list in the trolley. When I doubled back through aisle four, I grabbed a couple of extra bits, caught a whiff of something pungent. I was standing behind a sweaty stoner. I couldn't quite believe when he started yelling at me. Apparently, I'd taken something from him. I don't usually engage with hostile civilians, but his attitude as well as his body odour stank, so I thought to myself, Maggie... You can afford a few seconds to teach this kid some manners. If I'd just let it go, like I normally do, I might have got out of there before. It all happened. It was going to be one of those smash-and-grab robberies, over in minutes. 
but the masked gunman seemed dissatisfied. I'd swear he was on something. He was erratic, he was tall, and when he got right up in my face, I got a good look at his eyes. I don't remember the colour of them. I just remember seeing this crazed look. I scanned the other poor souls. The stoner had run for the hills. People were sobbing. I've heard it all before, though. You can't get distracted by the noise. If you do, it'd be the last thing you ever hear. The next thing we all knew, the security shutters came flying down. Now we were locked in. And the only goal was to get out. And as I had the training, I knew it was down to me. I needed a better look of what was going on. I began to crawl, slowly down the aisle until I reached the perfect vantage point. I had a clear line of sight to the northeast and northwest ceiling mirrors, which reflected most of the store. I was trying to figure out how many other people's Friday was being ruined. So there were six of us in the same situation, seven with the manager and by the looks of us, all from completely different walks of life. When the shutters came down, I checked the time. There was only two minutes left till the bell goes off and I'm late for next period. I knew there was no way I was going to make it back in time. I was going to get suspended. Mum's going to kill me and it wasn't even my fault. I didn't know this was going to happen. He started coming over, so I put my phone in my blazer. Not the pocket bit, but in the hole. There's a hole in my blazer on the inside and you could hide stuff in there without teachers knowing and it never falls out. Then it turned out that what there was in the tills was about a hundred quid. I mean, it was like, sorry. You don't need. Thank you. <laughs> That's why you have them there, I suppose, isn't it? People like me forever bursting. Ooh, sorry. It was very. Frightening for a hundred pounds. I thought we were going to die. But then he told us all to scratch. Blood of Abraham. Scratch lottery cards, can you imagine? At this point, Spidey, realising there's no money, decides that, look, he needs to make a killing somehow, OK? And he decides that the best way to do that, hear this, OK? The best way to do that is to get us to all ransack the scratch card holders. <laughs> so he lines us all up, OK? And he tells us to start scratching. Don't stop. Scratch, scratch, scratch. And I'm thinking, this is crazy. Now, at this point, if it was me, I would have just ran. I would have just forced the security guard or the store manager to let me out. But him, no, he's just stood there whispering to himself this weird mantra, I'm not leaving with nothing. I'm not leaving with nothing. It, it was scary. I mean, not for me, for the others. The others were scared. I was fine. C'est la vie. Do you understand? I just saw it as like a life experience. I just took it in my stride. Right? Sorry, um, what happened next? Ah, yes, well, he went mad. There was a tenner here and a fiver there, but Spidey weren't getting the jackpot he was after. And I started laughing to myself and it just it slipped out. So, you know, Spidey comes over and goes, I oh, want so funny. Obviously, I said nothing. I just remembered something someone told me and he walked away. He starts pacing back and forth, mumbling to himself even more. I remember thinking, oh, my God. Gosh, this is how they should have done Spider-Man 3 when Tobey Maguire had that split personality. Yes, they should have gone the whole way and had him, you know, doing small-time robberies and stuff. Now, Maggie, she didn't see the funny side. 
She was eyeing him up hard, scratching out bits that she'd already scratched, frothing from the mouth. Ugh. Now, I knew she was up to something, but I didn't think she'd go as far as she did, though. Things was getting even madder when he tried to open a cash machine. Like, he got the fire extinguisher out and started banging it. Bang, bang, bang. And I was thinking, this guy's going to hurt himself, bruv. Like, break his hand or something. That happened to my Uncle Thomas once with actual fire extinguisher as well. You know, sometimes people just get desperate. Like, doesn't mean they're bad people. He's probably going to let us go if them lot never attacked him. He wasn't a stupid guy. All right? He knew every second longer he was there meant that the feds were that much closer to turning up. Now, the clock was ticking. Even with the shutters down, he must have been thinking, you know, how am I going to get out of here? Then I saw this look in his eye. He was thinking about it, thinking about doing a runner. Thank God, I thought. There's a bit of sanity behind that mask after all. Well, perhaps he's used to getting what he wants, like most men. He was too weak to open the cash machine, so he decided to exhibit his strength by pointing his gun at the manager. By now, his hands were shaking so much, I knew he'd never held a gun before. Hmm. He was going to hurt somebody or injure himself. Somebody had to intervene. Derek, mm, he was a waste of space, to be honest. I mean, we were all looking to him. What with him being the security guard? Because, I mean, <laughs> it's literally his job. But yeah, that's the trouble, isn't it? I mean, they're, they're not hiring bodyguards. He was just this old bloke who spends all day standing by the sliding doors, minding people's tied-up dogs and ignoring teenagers. So why we all suddenly thought he'd be our saviour, I have no idea. I was playing ball for now. I couldn't risk everyone else's safety. You have to pick your moments wisely. It was 12.47. How long was this police response time going to be? Another few minutes went by... Shutters were still down, Madman was still present and still attempting to break into an unbreakable cash machine. We were approaching the end game here. He was jittery, muttering, dropped his weapon to look over his shoulder. He took his eye off the ball. If I was going to do something, it had to be now. Ah, I didn't see who grabbed him first though, but I heard the shouting. I looked up and saw four, no, maybe about five on top of him. Jackson, the lost boy, and then Maggie, the army woman, and Penny, that crying Noimbo woman. Jackson held his arms while the two women tried to get the gun. Naomi, that small girl, was standing there, videoing it. Can you imagine? Instead of her to be calling the police, she's videoing it. She's videoing it for Twira. This big woman started hissing at me, one of the other customers. I didn't know what she was saying, to be honest. She was whispering, looking right at me, while there was some kind of plan she was trying to pass on and we couldn't all just sit there messing about with lottery cards and hoping you know we had to try something and then suddenly she's getting up everyone around was moving he was still mucking about with the cash point kind of smashing at it so I got up as well while you know he still has his back to us and everyone just looking at each other kind of now what but once we were up there must have been a kind of group decision and suddenly we, we, we were charging at him charging at Spider-Man and just grabbing for his gun just lunging at him and not knowing how it would end. And it felt like a dream, actually, like like slow motion, like there, like there might actually be music playing. And uh, the manager guy started shouting, no, what are you doing? He's got a... And then, and then the gun went off. It wasn't his fault. I know he tried to rob the place and kept us all hostage and he pointed the gun at the manager. I know, like, I was there, I'm just saying. 
He wasn't a killer. He was just trying to scare the manager. He was never going to actually shoot. But then they were all trying to get the gun off him and it went off. So who shot him? I don't know. I recorded everything, but I deleted it because I didn't want that on my phone. Like, it's like a horror film. There was blood on the floor. A lot of it. This puddle of blood. Getting slowly bigger and um, none of us knew what was... Because someone had been shot. <laughs> I ran at him. Well, at the weapon. He was stronger than he looked. The others turned up seconds later. Uh, it's the million dollar question. If you're asking me, I don't know, all right? The first one I saw grab him was Maggie. At the time, I thought she was crazy. I didn't know she was some ex-commando, Miss Schwarzenegger type of, you know. And then Spidey, he's putting up a fight. He's skinny, but he's strong. Now I clocked that she's trying to disarm him. Luckily, Derek rushed in, then Penny, then Kemi. You know, I remember sitting there thinking, like, am I a waste man? Why wasn't I told about this mutiny? So I jumped in. You know, we're all trying to grab it off him. But after a while, it's, I just, I can't tell if we're all getting in each other's way. And, you know, we're all so close. Like, we're grunting, squeezing, screaming, like, pushing hard. And then it just... stopped, I remember looking at the cash machine. All right? Nothing. Untouched. Of course it was. I looked down at myself. Did I catch one? No. It's not your time, Jackson. Then I saw a tiny red speck on the white wall. It's small like a ladybird. Then a slightly bigger one next to it. Then another one. Then another big, you know, just bigger than the last. And I just followed the trail of blood until I I saw him, you know, the manager, Nadim. This is his name. He's slumped up against the wall and he's just holding his shoulder. He's not making much noise. And that's weird for me because in the games that I make when someone gets shot, they start screaming or shouting or begging, but he's just, just sat there breathing deeply, you know, like he's... <laughs> it's like he's trying to stay in control of the situation. He's been shot... And he's trying to stay in control of the situation. <laughs> Anyways. Man down. It was Nadim, the store manager. He was clasping his wound, hyperventilating. I couldn't tell how bad it was straight away, but it didn't look good. And just like that, I was back. I was right back on tour. Siege, a BBC Cymru Wales production for Radio 4.
Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.